Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Fire the Cannon. Four here in this second week of September. We are moving right along through the school year, through our uh, football season, our volleyball season. We are hard to believe in terms of games. We're playing game number four this week in football, so we're almost halfway home. Volleyball's in district play, so uh, we're moving along. We are, are moving down the calendar, and before long, it'll be Christmas, and it'll be spring break, and it'll be summer, and we're moving right along. But uh, a lot going on in this time of the year here uh, around Brook Hill. Uh, a lot of athletic events to talk about this week. Is uh, This week on the episode, we're going to visit with head football coach Scott Ryle, of course, uh, volleyball coach Mika Hubbard. And then uh, with cross-country off this week, we don't have Coach Josiah White on. And so we're going to visit uh, – I'm going to visit a little bit with Brett Swinney and uh, Vince. Uh, Brett and Vince were on the call for NetSN. Uh, for the football game on Friday night. So I got a chance to sit down and talk to those guys about the game, had a little fun talking about the environment uh, at Harrington Stadium or on our campus Friday. And uh, it was Brett's first time to attend a varsity game at Brook Hill, so he was pretty pumped about that. Vince has been there a couple of weeks. Uh, so you'll want to stick around and hear some of that. Uh, it's it's always fun to me. You know, as, as members of the Brook Hill family, we, I don't want to say we take it for granted, but sometimes we forget how unique uh, the situation is at Brook Hill uh, on Friday nights, especially. And so it's it's always refreshing to hear uh, outsiders uh, talk about that. Uh, so a lot happened last week, and you're going to hear from the coaches. But, of course, um, on Thursday night, uh, the middle school football teams had their first game. The seventh graders had their scrimmage over at Grace. Uh, the eighth graders played their first game as well at Grace. And both of those teams, uh, the scrimmage, of course, there was no winner or loser. The eighth grade lost a close one. Uh, right after that, the JV game uh, on Thursday night at Grace was another good one. If you were there, it was, you know, uh, being one of the JV coaches, it's actually uh, one of the better JV games I've been a part of. Uh, we actually we lost the game 28-26. We were lined up for a, a, a field goal at the end to win it, and uh, Grace made a great play and blocked the field goal, and we lost by two. But uh, just a great game. And I tell you, I, you know, if you have a chance to come out and watch our middle school a football team or our JV football team, I would encourage you to do so, even if you don't have a kid playing on either one of those groups or uh, you might not even know any of the kids on the team, but I would encourage you to do that, especially uh, our JV guys. Um, kind of a self, not a selfish thing, but one of the things I tell those guys a lot is, is how hard it is to be a JV athlete, and it's really for any sport, right? I mean, a JV athlete is one who um, spends a lot of time practicing. Is uh, During practice, they may be a scout team type look for a varsity or uh, really, you don't maybe get as much practice time as varsity team. That's just because of time, and, and it happens in every sport and every school. But uh, for them to come out and get to represent the way they do, uh, man, they they play so well. I'm, I'm fired up for those guys, happy for those guys. Uh, the JV actually plays at home Thursday at 5.30 against White Oak. Middle school's on the road this week, but JV will be um, in town. Speaking of JV, our JV volleyball team played in the Brook Hill tournament this past week. Um, they got they finished second place behind Van, uh, but they uh, had a good showing on Saturday in that game or in that tournament rather there at Brook Hill. The varsity volleyball team started district playoff last week. You're going to hear Coach Hubbard talk about this in a minute, but uh, they played two of the probably two of the better teams in the state uh, in any classification, but for sure in our classification. Uh, so that was a little bit of a challenge for them, uh, but we'll hear about that uh, here in a minute. And then just kind of looking ahead to this week. Uh, I mentioned uh, uh, football-wise, there's a, a JV game Thursday at 5.30 at home. Middle school's on the road at White Oak. Uh, I'm not sure what time that starts. I think 5 o'clock. Uh, and then varsity football will be on the road next Thursday night, or this coming Friday night. So I don't know why I was saying Thursday. This coming Friday night, 7 p.m. kickoff instead of 7.30. So that's make sure if you're coming to the game, you know that. Kickoff's at 7 instead of 7.30. That one at White Oak. I think it's their homecoming is, uh, is what's going on. Coach Rowland mentioned that as well. Uh, but volleyball will be back at home uh, Tuesday night. They're taking on 
uh, Dallas Covenant. And I, I visited with Coach Everett about that game here in a minute. But Dallas Covenant at home on, on Tuesday. And then they're on the road at All Saints on Friday. So that's kind of a look at what's going on uh, around Brookhill uh, in the athletic world this week. Also want to remind you just a couple of things while we have a chance. Make sure and um, go follow uh, NetSN on YouTube uh, or on all the social medias, actually. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter uh, and on YouTube. Follow them. Follow the Brookhill Guard social accounts, social media accounts. Uh, it's on Twitter or X and Instagram. It's at Brookhill Guard and then Brookhill Guard Athletics on Facebook. Uh, and also on YouTube, you can find Brookhill Athletic Streams on YouTube. That'll give you a chance to see some other games. I know like home volleyball games that aren't broadcast on NetSN or the JV game from last Saturday, the championship game of the tournament is on YouTube. You can go watch that. So we try to put all those things out there. Uh, just a credit to our um, social media team. Uh, it is a department that I am in charge of, so to speak, but really we just kind of all do it together. It's not really something that I have to ever say, please do this or please do that, because uh, Coach Mika Hubbard works hard on doing that. She does a great job um, with our social media stuff. And then, of course, uh, our marketing department just at the school, Travis Alby, Anna Pardo, uh, they're huge helps for us in a lot of things we do, the pictures we get for our social media accounts. But uh, just go follow those, uh, and, and uh, it'll keep you up to date on everything going on. So we're going to start today's show uh, talking to our head football coach, Scott Ryle. And of course, Brook Hill uh, fell to grace on Friday night, 23-19, and one of the better games I've honestly, uh, this is my ninth football season involved at Brook Hill, and it's probably one of the better games that I've been a part of, even though we lost the game. I thought it was a great competitive game uh, from beginning to end, uh, just a lot of back and forth between the two schools uh, on the field, and just a great game. So we'll sit down and visit with head coach Scott Ryle. All right, here with uh, Coach Scott Ryle. And, Coach, uh, always a tough one when you lose any game, but the rivalry game on Friday night, a close one, 23-19. And just a lot of good things, honestly. I mean, as, as many mistakes that were made in the game, you hate to lose it. But there were still some good things, especially on defense uh, on Friday night. You know, I thought our defense gave us a chance to win. Uh, you know, we, we uh, put them in some tough spots, and, uh, and they got us out of a lot of them. Um, two missed field goals after they held up and I was really proud of how they played um, but we had a couple mistakes on special teams and an offense that put put ourselves in a bind but uh, I was I was excited about how um, our effort was I thought our effort was there you know we just had some mental mistakes especially some bad personal fouls that extended their drives which wasn't good yeah those couple of things show up really on film on Saturday morning you know speaking of the defense I think that kind of pulled the curtain back a little bit people don't understand this what grace does offensively it really starts up front and if you don't give yourself a chance up front um you're probably going to get blown out honestly and so uh I, I thought that we really took away some things that they wanted to do and made them we kind of dictated what they had to do and kudos to them for doing it but i thought that was really big up front with those the three linemen and the four outside you know the, the two outside backers two inside backers played really well yeah i thought our our our, uh, our box play was unbelievable i mean they, they want to run the football and and I, th I think they, uh, they couldn't. You know, they they popped one on us, and then we just just because we had a, a missed tackle. But other than that, I think we kept the run game in check. And you know, they had to throw the ball probably more than they like to. If you look at their scores and their offense performance the last few weeks, it's been pretty, pretty good. And I think our defense did a good job. You know, and the, just the environment in general, uh, any rivalry game is big and heated. Uh, but it really felt like in the middle of the game, like the game felt like it lasted six or seven hours, truthfully. But also, it felt like it was just one of those blow-for-blow blow games. We'd make a play, and they make a play, and we make a play. And they, it, it's probably one of the better rivalry games, really one of the better games I've been a part of. You've been a lot of, a lot more, but I thought just the environment and the atmosphere in the game itself was was really good. Yeah, the, the, the momentum definitely went back and forth. I mean, we actually had a chance to to take the lead at the very end too and but unfortunately they made a play but uh yeah it was it was definitely um you know there were some moments where they were they had the, the mojo and then we would take it and they would take it so uh, as a fan it was probably fun to to watch but as a, as a coach and as our players it's wasn't the outcome we wanted for sure so as you go through any season you have mentioned this to our kids many times you kind of go in segments right you had the first season which is uh the, the non-district schedule and the second season is the district schedule and third season is the playoffs and as we kind of wrap up the non-district portion, I, I guess people kind of look to this past Friday as the first big moment. But now 
you kind of got two more games to lock in. Talk a little bit about how you approach those two weeks and kind of fine-tuning things before district starts. Well, I think you need to figure out uh, what we're about and maybe work on some things that you need to move forward. We only have two more games when we get district play, and White Oak and Atlanta is going to, I think, are going to do a good job of preparing us. We're going to kind of see the same type of offenses and defenses we'll see throughout district. But, uh, you know, we just got to polish up. Obviously, being a boarding school, some of our kids are a little behind than most other schools. I mean, they, they arrived July 31st, and so we're kind of uh, behind the eight ball on some of the stuff that we need to get ready or them actually being in, in game shape. So uh, I think our, our trajectory is going up. Um, I just hope it goes up really fast over the next few weeks. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about White Oak, a team that, that last year uh, was our first time we'd played them in a long time, and they – the coach that actually scheduled the games with us has moved on, and they got a new head coach now, and Coach Ludlow has come from some, some bigger schools. But talk a little bit about White Oak and what they bring to the table. You know, it's it's interesting. We have three films on them, and every every game um, they're doing something different offensively and defensively. So uh, we're going to have to really be prepared to see a lot of different looks on both sides of the ball. And, and uh, I know he has a young team, but you can tell they're well coached, and I know Coach is going to do a good job with that with that group of young men. I think one of the things that, that you mentioned to me earlier last week that, that you and Coach Ludlow talked about is the fact he only has one senior on the team, I think is what he said. You mentioned being a young team. That's that's tough, and we didn't realize at the time they graduated 20, what, 26 or 27 from last yeah, year. Yeah, 26, that, I think. That makes a huge difference. Um, you know, I think one of the big keys that we've talked about the last few weeks is that we're finally starting to get healthy, and we're starting to get some guys back, and I think we're even closer. I know Alexander Hutaniemi played last week. Um uh, in the grace game and Hayden Watson was back. So I, I think that's kind of been important too, as we're getting, as we're getting those guys back and, and I think Gabriel will be ready and maybe in a couple of weeks, but talk a little bit about what it means to finally have, I guess, all your weapons in the bag. Yeah. And those two names, uh, Alexander and Hayden are, are, are big players for us. And you got one at inside linebacker and, and one playing D and uh, offensive line. That's a returner. Um, that is that gets us a lot allows us to wiggle some people move people around and and give us our offensively our best look up front um and then hayden did a heck of a job you know he's he was out since early last year so to get him back i know he was itching to go and i think he played really well on friday i'm excited his growth he's still just only a sophomore he doesn't look like a sophomore but uh he's going to be a good player for the future coach ready to go on friday night in wide oak a different kickoff time seven o'clock on Friday night, I believe it's their homecoming. Maybe that is what's going on uh, on Friday, but a seven o'clock kick, and uh, we'll be we're looking forward to that one on Friday, Coach. Thanks. Look forward to it. I appreciate it. And that was head football coach talking about um, uh, both last Friday's game against Grace and also this Friday night as the guard travels to take on the White Oak Roughnecks. Kickoff at seven p.m. on Friday, um, and more info to come on that in terms of streaming. We're trying to figure out exactly how we're, how and where we're going to get that stream out. But we should have the stream for you on Friday for that one. Um, speaking of the football game, I, I mentioned earlier in the show, I got a chance to sit down with Brett Swinney and uh, Vince uh, Johnson of uh, NetSN. Those two guys were on the call Friday night, and uh, they really had a lot of great things to say about our kids and our school. And I'll just sit down, and uh, I, as I sat down with them, I wanted to talk about the game, but really just to hear those guys talk about the school and talk about the environment and talk about how hard our kids played. It was just so much more than anticipated. And, you know, look, we're three dudes that like to talk about football and talk about thing, athletics in general. So I hope you enjoy this. We'll sit down here uh, with Brett and Vince. All right, here with uh, Brett Swinney. Johnson and Brett and Vince were on the call Friday night as uh, we, we took a loss to Grace, a, a tough Close loss, 23-19, and, and Brett and Vince, I know that, Vince, you that was your second game this year there, so you've kind of been used to the atmosphere, but, Brett, it was your first time there, and I think it was a pretty good first time for you to be there. It was a pretty big night. Man, it was it was crazy. Uh, it was like there were people everywhere. I got a chance to participate in the, the tailgate. Uh, even Texas was like, hey, is this cost anything? Like, I, <laughs> I was looking around, looking to see if anybody was going to take money, and, and there's people just giving food away. I'm like, I guess I just go up and help myself. So I went around to a couple of booths and uh, helped myself and probably gained a few pounds uh, in doing so. But uh, yeah, it was just, it was, it was crazy. Uh, and Vince, I talked about on air, like just from up top, you could see the, not only yeah. with the stands packed, but <clears throat> the, field, the field grass side on both sides. I mean, I don't know how many, how many uh, fans y'all usually have, but I'm sure this was probably your, 
most attended game of the year, I would imagine. Well, first off, I, I think Vince will tell you that you can eat what you want to because that hike up and down the bleachers is going to burn those calories off uh, from whatever. <laughs> yeah, <way>. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, <laughs> the crowd was was one of the biggest I've seen since I've been there. It's my ninth football season uh, to, to work there. I, it was one of the bigger crowds we ever had. It was it was pretty packed. It was it's a cool environment. You know, if you guys get to see it from up top, but to be down on the field and look around and see people sitting everywhere and seeing the bleachers full, it was um, it was pretty cool. It was it was a great night. And honestly, Vince, I know that you and I have talked about this in other shows and about other games, but rivalry games are pretty big. And, and Vince, yeah. I felt like the the atmosphere Friday was exactly what a good rivalry game is supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Brett was saying, it was packed. Uh, the tailgating beforehand felt like, honestly, it felt like a college atmosphere, like we talked about before. Um, but, yeah, the, the game was just, it was close. It was intense. Um, and everybody was was involved. Like, I mean, there was one point um, where, I, and I, I want to say it was in the second quarter. I forgot exactly what had, had transpired, but, like, me and Brett were standing up, and I noticed the whole, you know, home side was standing up, and I'm like, man, like, like everybody's into it. Everybody's in this game, you know. Uh, so it, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a great game. You know, great, great. Speaking game. of that, one of the things that we do that's unique. Some people do this, but not many. Is we let our JV guys dress with us on Friday home games, so there's, you know, they get to be a part of the environment. Oh, okay. And and. But when you do that, that's a challenge, right? Because you want those guys to be locked in and not be a distraction. And mm -hmm. at halftime, even the coaches were like, "Man, our JV guys are even locked in. Like they're yeah. they're in they're involved, and they're into it, which made a huge difference." And uh, you know, Brett, you and I were talking a little bit yesterday uh, about the game, and um, man, just haymaker after haymaker thrown by each side. And the first half was a little slower, right? A little more lower scoring, but both of mm -hmm. us trying to figure each other out. But and when the haymaker started flying, the second half it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and, and, you know, just because there wasn't much scoring in the first half doesn't mean there wasn't anything huge going on. I mean, honestly, it could have been 3-0 at halftime. You know, the, the muff punt there inside the, the five, and kind of you guys gave him a touchdown almost there. But other than that, I mean, three more points were scored. I mean, it was a lot of back and forth. Each team would drive. A defense was kind of do that bend but not break mentality. Uh, mm -hmm. and just, you know, force the, force the turnover or the – uh, turnover on downs or the punt. I mean, it was it was really intense. Like, I've been to a lot of high-scoring games this year covering Chapel Hill. You know, they're averaging 70, 60, 70 points a game um, turn into this one. But I was just – I felt like I was just as intensely excited at the 0-0 score that was there for most of that first half um, because you could tell this game meant something to the kids and to the coaches. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those, like, you know, you got the Lee uh, – uh, legacy, I'm sorry, Tyler High game. You've got, you know, uh, the old White House, Chapel Hill. Like this right here, you can tell, and, and we've talked a little bit that this will very likely be a district game next year. So it'll be even that much more meaningful next year. But you could tell it meant something. It did. And, and I, you know, on the field, what was amazing, and, and it's when you know each other as well as our two teams know each other, it's hard to maybe get that competitive advantage. But, man, mm -hmm. when I was impressed with I felt like we had a few things that we could take advantage of them that we were able to get. And just to kind of pull the curtain back now, we felt like they played too much outside leverage in the secondary, and we hit a couple big passes right down the middle of the field that we kind of moved them into our situation that we got. And then on their side, they, you know, kudos to them. We, If you play grace, anybody who plays grace, know they like to run counter, like to run power, like to run jet sweep, all those things. And we kind of took the run game away from them. And kudos to them because their quarterback did a great job of getting the ball out quick on short, you know, passes in the flat or whatever. And so I thought both teams, man, were just like you mentioned, they were locked in, uh, big plays on both sides. I know, I know defensively, just on our end, you know, uh, Marcelo Martinez, his first game back, he missed the game because of injury, but he had 15 tackles Friday night, which was huge. Dylan Oots had another huge night with 10 tackles. Yeah. And, uh, but man, it was just, it, it was one of the most intense games I've ever been a part of, especially that I've seen, but especially as a coach, it was, it was pretty fun Friday night, even, and, and, you know, you hate that somebody had to lose that game. Somebody was going to lose it. And, and I especially hate it for our kids, but man, it was, it was a crazy, a crazy night. Marcelo knew his, his family was going to be watching though, Jeremy, because we had, we had people watching from Mexico. Uh, first time that we 
known to have somebody mm-hmm. out in the U.S. comment. And, and so I think that's what it was. He, he's like, man, my, my family's going to be watching. I got to <laughs> step up. And he, he uh, definitely played a good game. Brett Swinney, yeah. international superstar, is what we're going to start calling you. Uh, <laughs> I, your, your, your call, y'all, y'all's call of the game, uh, may be uh, on uh, Sports Center in Mexico this week. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's possible. <laughs> hey, real quick, Brett, I want to give you a chance. Uh, you and I visit a little bit uh, after the game Friday or on Saturday, and, and uh, you have some news you want to break a little bit about NetSN and Brookhill football. Yeah, so um, we've actually added two games to our schedule um for Brookhill away games uh rob and i are going to be traveling to dallas and houston uh, it's going to be um october 13th for um the dallas covenant game uh there and then on the 27th of october we'll be traveling to um houston to the as uh, this added game this was a this wasn't originally on the schedule um you guys added this game um and so Man, this is uh, this is going to be a big, big, big time for Nettison and Brookhill. I mean, the the fact that we're going to have games away where not all your fans can go, we always are going to get those boarding school parents. We love to to cover for them, but now some of the parents that maybe can't make it on the road, or some of the fans that maybe they just go to the home games and they don't travel, they'll get to sit at home and watch the call on Nettison, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about them to travel a bit. You know. For all those reasons, the boarding families that get to sit and watch from home. But, man, you're right, just our, our fans who live in Bullard. I mean, that's the village's school is in Houston. That game's going to be a 7 o'clock kickoff, I think. And so getting to Houston by 7, if you work, is almost impossible. Uh, Dallas Covenant on the 13th is another on the north side of Dallas. And once again, unless you can get off early, you're not going <laughs> to yeah, make unless it. you get off early, yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's it, – let me tell you, that you're going to find out, Brett, that's one of the – it's not a hard place to get to, but it takes forever in a day to get there, I feel like, because of the 635 traffic. They literally – the Covenant School direct, sits directly on the interstate. I mean, it, if you were to kick a ball out of the back of the visitor stands, it would land on the interstate. It's it's crazy. Uh, but, no, we're excited at Brookhill. I, I know that, that Coach Ryle, when, when I told him you guys were going to add these two games, he was pumped about it. And he, I know he enjoys watching the broadcast. He has family in Illinois that get to watch the broadcast. Uh, okay. And get to see not, not just – you know him, but but his son Cam on the team, so he's, he's excited about that. And uh, we were talking off the air, us three, that and the views for our games have been have been huge. And you you guys have been in it now for a few years, and to get you know seven eight hundred views off of a game is is pretty impressive at times. Yeah. Um, like like Brett saying, uh, um, Martinez, his family watching from Mexico was was uh pretty cool uh they them actually writing us saying that they're in mexico and stuff i i never would have thought that we were reaching people out that far you know well and, and making a difference you know i mean like it's one thing at, for all three of us i mean i, I obviously i coach at brook hill but I, I help you guys out with other things because i just enjoy doing it it's something i enjoy being a part of is in this internet broadcasting thing and streaming and the shows and all that kind of stuff but man what imagine sending your kid across the world and the only way you get to watch them is if us three bozos are on the internet bringing the game, right? Like that's <laughs> pretty cool. You get to make a difference in a family's life. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. And that's, that's kind of what the, the core behind why we started this is to reach those families. Um, at, at the, at the beginning, obviously it wasn't, we weren't thinking this broad. We were just thinking the grandparent that can't, that can't get out of the house to go to the game or maybe can't drive or, the mom or dad that has to work late and can't make it to the game or, you know, that cousin in California that's maybe they, they don't get to watch their, their cousin or, or unless they're being broadcast, those kind of things. Um, but now on, on the Brookhill scale with the boarding students, I think that's even a, a, a cooler, neat feature um, where you guys have, have done a good job of trying to stream those games. But um, what we're providing is a little bit more, um, you know, personal, like we've got yeah. people t- talking about the game, have the scoreboard up, you know, because sometimes you can see the game on the, the broadcast, but you may catch it mid midstream. Well, you don't know what the, like, especially on like a volleyball, do you know what the score is, what game it's on? And so us mm-hmm. being able to do that a little bit extra on top, um, it helps those uh, people watching. And I think that's important to mention that we, we're talking a lot about football, obviously, but uh, Keith has been to home volleyball game. He's come to a few more volleyball games before the year's over. So, and we have a boarding student on the volleyball team too. So that that I, I actually I, 
if I'm not mistaken, Brett, I think you're going to be on the call on a volleyball game. I, I may, yes, that may end up being a uh, a Brett Swinney volleyball debut there. Well, that'll um, be interesting. Maybe a double header. <laughs> it's very possible it could be a double header. Um, and if Vince is off in time, I may drag him to it. But maybe a double header <laughs> there. I think the uh, the Dallas Christian. So you guys play them in volleyball and football the same night in yeah. Brookville. So maybe like doing a quick setup there in volleyball, set it up and then tear down and then go up to the football stadium and, and do another setup. So, uh, yeah. Be, uh, with a, a stop at the riled up tailgate for dinner. Right? Yes. Right in between. Of course. Of course. I got to ask you just a complete side note here. We have a little extra time this week. Uh, what, what was the dish of choice at the tailgate, Brett? So I went simple. I went some, there was some Domino's pizza there and I, I went simple with that. But then after I got that, I was like, Hmm, there's a, a root beer float over here. So I went over there and then I saw some cookie cake, man. I got the desserts, man. I was just, that's what I'm saying. I think I might've gained a few pounds there. Uh, I just kind of started right there. It was, there was so much. It was like kind of overwhelming. They had the food trucks along the outside. Um, yeah. And I didn't have my, I didn't have my, my buddy to, uh, to <clears throat> give me, show me where to go. So I just was, Randomly, some about those coaches' meetings. I know. I'm just yeah, I know it's there. it's tough. And I'm assuming you had Vince's plate waiting on him when he got there to the top, right? Nah, he had no plate for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> but nah, I actually, I ate before. I ate before, so um, and I had to, I had to go pick him up. I'll let him tell that story, but yeah, I, was gonna I, tell so I had to, I had to, I ate my food cold. I should have, I should have just put it aside and went and got something from the tailgate. I yeah. forgot about the fact I got a text that I might have run out of gas. Yeah, so yeah. so I did run out of gas. Actually, I called you right before um, I ran out, and I was like, "Hey, I was going to tell you, hey, I'm almost there, you know, whatever." I get on Grande and yeah, I ran out of gas, and so thankfully, me being the early person that I am always, I was going to be there three hours before kickoff. So still had plenty of time to get everything going, but yeah, Vince rescued me. And I won't, I won't say how many times that he's rescued me or how many times previously <laughs> I've run out of gas, but the number yeah. is, is in double digits on the, the total yeah. run out of gas. Time. Crazy. So it, it, I'm not real good. I, I have a bad habit of doing that, but I did make it to the game. Everything worked well. But, uh, but, yeah, Vince wasn't surprised when I called him for the rescue. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so enough about us because people don't really care about us three. But let's talk a little bit about the game. I know that we've talked a little bit about it and kind of the atmosphere or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I, I as I talked to Coach Ryle on this week's episode, I think that defensively, especially up front in our front seven, and I know both of you guys texted me about this afterwards, like, and defensively our guys played as well as they could have up front in that front seven. I mean – they, they ran the ball for 100 yards, and we talked about already that that's what they want to do. They want to run the football, and to hold them to 100 mm-hmm. yards on 20-something carries was pretty impressive. And we got it from, you know, we got uh, Hayden Watson back this week from injury. Alexander Hutiniemi came back this week from injury. By the way, I heard you guys try to say that name. That Alexander the Great. Jamie. Yeah, I, get, get yeah. I appreciate the nickname. But but getting those two guys back helped. But the, the stalwarts of our defense, Brecken Westbrook, Dylan Newt's on the end, Luke Middleton, I know that's that's Vince's guy now. I heard that conversation. Uh, Mar- Marcelo being back. I mean, really up front, it was a – I mean, defensively, our guys are playing really well. Yeah, I think so. I think the the main thing I knew was coming in was we knew Grant Turner. I mean, he's he's kind of well-known around the area of being a really good tailback there. And you saw what he, the one time he did break free, that's the potential that he has. So, I think to only allow him to slip out that one time, I think I made a comment at – one point in the game and and he made a run about eight yards I'm like Vince I think that's the longest run he's had all night um because you yeah. guys did a really good job um minus that one play of of kind of bottling him up and giving him a lot of trouble I mean he was getting frustrated there wasn't anywhere for him to go and so I mean mm-hmm. defensively um that was the case and so I I think that your game plan was was very excellent I mean he did a good job but you allow a tailback like that to only get out once um, I think you you'll take that. Yeah, um, the there was plenty of times where um, I think that the off um, Grace's offense was pretty frustrated with the fact that they couldn't. I mean, they you had the one there was a one drive where they were within like uh, the thirty yard. Line. They were they were yeah. close to the red zone, and I mean, it, it looked like okay, they might pushed this in but the defense held strong and actually pushed them back and I could tell they were getting really frustrated with it you know and especially in a rivalry game 
Vince, to to be able to be we, – we, we talked to the team this week about what intensity looks like. And intensity sometimes means just an intense focus. It's not just the, mm-hmm. the being physical, but the focus of our defense to really not have – I mean, there were probably a bust or two somewhere along the way. Obviously, it's going to happen, but man, it was we were really locked in, and you got to see some of our guys make some plays that that we've kind of had. I don't want to, we haven't had them wrapped up, but they've kind of been wrapped up. Xavier Kendrick, for example. Oh, um, the touchdown from Kendrick was was something to behold. Like I I felt for the kid because you know he had the he had the muff punt in the beginning of the game. I said, well, you know, he can either let that eat at him and it will ruin the rest of the game or he can, you know, try to find a way to get back. And I think, you know, his his four catches, 160 yards and a touchdown, I think he well then made up for it. Um yeah, yeah I think that was that was the point right there with after that play, I'm like, Burkill's got a chance to win this game right here. Like that was and then it kind of seemed like after that, Grace's defense really just put the put the clamps on and they started putting a lot of pressure on McCowan and, and and he when he was when he had time, Jonah had a great he had a great game. He was able to get it to his targets, but it, he yeah. struggled whenever Grace really put pressure on him, and then he didn't get a chance to set his feet, and and it it really showed there toward the end when just just couldn't move the ball um, when they needed to to try to go back down and take the lead. You know, I thought yeah. what they did to us on defense, man, started to catch off. What I thought they did to yeah, us really did. well was they they made it really hard for us to run the football in the first half, mm-hmm. especially, and then. At the end, when we had to throw it around, they did a really good job of sending just the right amount of pressure, playing that man coverage in the back, and we had a hard time finding it. And so, like, you know, here's the deal. We don't want to lose to those guys. We want to win every game we play, especially in that rivalry. But you got to kind of tip your hat to their their game plan as well. I I, I mean, really, I think both teams had perfect game plans for each other. I I thought it was just a well-coached, well-played. Everybody involved did a great job. And and, uh, you're right. They just kind of mixed and matched enough that offensively it kind of as much as we dictated their offense, I feel like they did the same thing to us. Yeah, they didn't yeah. let Durrett have much room. I mean, he, he he when he got the ball, he got two or three yards max. He just he just couldn't get away. Uh, kind of the same way you guys were trying to do to Turner, um, but but definitely the run defense for Grace was pretty pretty phenomenal. I I, I didn't really notice until I looked at the stats, but I mean, wasn't a whole lot of ground game attack. It was it was the passing game, and when it was time to the nitty gritty. They they locked in and and the defense did what they were supposed to and kind of put the put the stops on you guys' comeback attempt. It was a great game. Hey, yeah, go ahead. I man. give credit to Direct because I mean, you know, even though the run game didn't really get you know off the ground like you would have liked, he broke a lot of tackles. Felt like it seemed yeah. like the first bit of contact he took. Was not the was not the tackler that brought him down, and had it had it been, it would have been less yardage than what it was. You know, yeah. uh, he was fighting for his yard, so uh, big credit to him. You're going to get everybody's best effort in that game for sure. So, yeah. uh, one quick story before we move on to talk about White Oak, and I, I told you guys off the air I was going to tell you the story on the air because I feel like it's worth that. So, Aaron Pakarinen, who's our one of our new players um, from uh, Finland. Mm-hmm. He was playing nose tackle, and he got a sack late in that game. Him and Sammy Williams kind of combined to get a sack there at the end, and he did a dance that when I went back and watched the stream, you guys mentioned uh, that's a pretty cool dance right there. Well, the story behind that dance is that's actually what we call the penguin. So, uh, <laughs> we, as you guys know, I signal plays on the sideline, and one of our calls is a penguin. And uh, I think that Coach Jacob Agnew did that to me to make me look like a fool, so I'd have to dance like a penguin, but it's okay because I just embraced it as I, as you would expect me to. Um, and so last year, actually, our defensive lineman said, hey, when I get a sack, can I do the penguin? I said, sure, I'll do it back, whatever, and it kind of hung around. But Aaron this year is new to us, and he had heard about it from another uh, – one of our finished players that graduated last year had told him about the penguin. And so it was very unscripted, but he gets the sack Friday night, and he busts out and does a penguin dance, but he had a little extra hop in his step. It wasn't just like a penguin waddle. He was like – I mean, it was pretty impressive, honestly. And so I had to do it back. Don't go back and watch the stream because you'll definitely see me doing it back to him. Oh. <laughs> it's, just, it's kind of our love language between the D linemen. That's that's just what we so do. So everybody that's listening to this, go back and watch Coach Hubbard's penguin dance is what I'm hearing. Yeah. it's uh, the, the kids love it. There's there's enough. There's a lot of TikToks and, and Snapchats or whatever of me doing the penguin. And, <laughs> hey, man, you just got to kind of embrace it uh, if you're going to do something silly. Uh, but but that's what it is, so the penguin. Uh 
let's move on and talk a little bit about White Oak, Brett. You, both you guys are, are well-versed in what's going on in East Texas, and, and uh, although you may not have seen film on White Oak, you've, you've paid attention and seen the scores and the results and who they're playing. They've, they've played a very good troop team. they played a very good harmony team. And this past week they played Harleton, who maybe is not at that level, but Harleton's still a good football team. They're 0-3, a new coach. Uh, but talk a little bit about what you know about White Oak and kind of what, what you expect from for Friday night. Yeah, White Oak with the with the new coach. I mean, it's t- it's tough. Um, White Oak's just they've had a tough start. They've played some played some pretty good teams, but um, I think just they're just a little down this year. They've you know it's going to take a while. You know when you get a new coach in, um, putting in their system, trying to figure out what's going to work with the with the guys that you have, because the system that you may be used to using may not fit the personnel that you have. So I think. Saying that, um, they've just had a rough time at it this year, and and I think if if you're Brook Hill right now, you're looking to go over there and maybe take out some frustration of this loss to Grace um, on White Oak. Now, I, I I feel for White Oak because you know there's some frustration to be taken out. You lose to your rival in a game where you could have easily won it. I think that's almost worse than than the other where you just get blown out and you knew you you just didn't have a chance. I mean. These guys competed for four quarters and had a chance to win, and thought they should win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you you use that motivation next week. All right, let's come out and let's because district's coming up, and that's what you guys are are preparing for. And so um, it's a good chance to get back on the the winning track and uh, move on to a another game at home that we'll be covering the following week. That'll be a, another test. Um, with a good team here in East Texas, so a couple of a couple of public school games coming up, and it'll be interesting to see how how you guys do. So last year we 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 played those guys at home. We won the game fifty five to twenty nine. We had a, a thirty eight fourteen halftime lead. Of course, completely different. Talking, to our, you know, as as we prepare for them, we found out they graduated twenty six seniors from last year's team, uh, wow. and they have just one senior this year. So they're really young, and I, and I think that Coach Rowe talked about that in our interview this week. That that is definitely playing a factor. When it comes to that, but uh, you know, offensively, they they are much different than what we've seen. I was telling you guys off the air, Vince, but you know, our, it'll be a challenge for our defense in a way because what we've seen so far is kind of spread it out, try to get guys out in space and and get you to mm-hmm. your eyes to be wrong. And these guys really, from what it looks like, they just kind of want to line up and try to run it over you. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Hopefully, so hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be a test. This will be a, this will be a test to see uh, if. If we are who we say, or I say we, like I'm Brook Hill. <laughs> you are, you are, man. Yeah, okay. We, if we are who we say we are, <laughs> you, you are Brook Hill. Um, so it'll be fun. And, and that game, guys, uh, I'll say this again. Coach, I'll talk about in the interview, but uh, it's a seven o'clock kick this week. A little different for us. Uh, it's their okay. homecoming, so they got some other things going on. Uh, so it's a seven o'clock kick uh, over at White Oak, and uh, it's a rare thing. Uh, you guys may not think this is important, but as coaches have to watch wash uniforms, it's a grass field, the only grass field we're going to play on all year. So uh, when you're the home team or you're the road team on grass, it's kind of scary because you wear white pants. I was going to say gotta, white. Yeah, you're going to wear oh, white. Yeah. yeah. We're going to we're we're wear something a little special. Uh, so is that your is it your laundry week this week then? Uh, no, I hope not. Uh, fans of Brook Hill remember a few years back, we played at Huntington. Uh, on their grass field, and we were, were white, and it, it rained for like four days straight. And uh, we actually got famous. We took a lot of videos. We were we washed those suckers for five days, I felt like, to get them back clean. But, uh, no, it, it won't be my laundry. We'll find somebody we'll pick on, uh, one of the new coaches maybe. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll let Coach Copeland or Coach Harrison do that this week. Yeah, uh, that's somebody that's else's job. <laughs> well, guys, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate you coming on and – and uh, join that this week's episode is a little shorter with interviews, so I was glad to get you guys on and talk a little bit about the game and the new broadcast for NetSN. And, and of course, I know our families appreciate you guys and what you're doing with the broadcast and the shows and all that kind of stuff. And just another chance to say thank you. And, Vince, uh, you are Brook Hill. Don't, let, don't ever let anybody tell you're not. <laughs> hey, well, I got this hat on. I've been That's wearing right. this bag. Hey, you know what? I don't even want to see that hat because I still. I've been wearing this I've, bad boy all yeah. week. <laughs> I've given it feels hats. good. I've I love given, it. It's so. I've given so t-shirts and I've got nothing. I've got nothing back from Coach Hubbard. I don't know what Man, I'm doing. I, I, I got I got the Net SCN version too, but I, I something about this fit. I don't know what it is, man, know, but man. it just it feels comfortable on my head. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I feel bad because you're right. Now Thursday night, uh, Brett came over to the JV game, Vince. 
and he was like Santa Claus. He had a bag, and he was handing out shirts and hats and everything. I mean, yeah. every coach, other, all right, I got I to gotta hook Brett up, so I'll make sure Brett gets taken Well, and I even – I know one of the – I don't know which coach it is that's got a son that's pretty tall. Oh, that's uh, Coach Ralph's son. That's, that's, that's Coach – yes, that's, that's – like, what's his name, I was Cam? Like, hey, you must be Coach's son because <laughs> he had – but it wasn't – does he have another son? So Cam's on – that was Zach. Zach's like six foot five. And he's oh, our ball, okay. one of our ball boys. Ball boy? Wow. Hope he plays yeah. basketball. But he's an eighth grader. Six foot five. Oh, I mean, he's six grader. foot five. He's, he's six four, six five. He's a big man. He's taller than me. I look up to him. <laughs> I was like, I know your dad must oh, be a coach. I didn't, I didn't know. And he said, "Yes, sir." It's like, okay, I like your hat. That's a nice hat you got there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Zach. I saw him wearing that after the game Friday night. And uh, but no, I, I'm I'll make sure Brett is taken care of. I guess, man. So I guess it's probably fair. yeah. We'll I'm telling you, when he put this on, he probably won't take it off because I don't. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I've been saving it for the right moment. I don't know when that moment's going to be, but I, I have mine. I look at it every day. I'm like, is today the day I want to get that white hat dirty? No, I'm going to wait till next. Uh, and see, that's what I'm thinking too. I'm like, I'm going to have to find a way to clean this bad boy because I, I got to keep this for a while. <laughs> well, guys, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk more uh, next week. All, All right. right. And thanks to Brett and Vince again for uh, coming on and visiting with us a little bit today about uh, Brook Hill football. Um, just a reminder, once again, check out NetSN on YouTube, on social media, but also the app. Um, we talked a little bit about the app both this week and last week, but the NetSN app uh, is unique in a lot of ways. Number one, if you are just a football fan in East Texas, you can get scores. They're updated live. People at games are updating scores as you uh, as you go throughout the night on fr- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever day the games are on. They have a pick them contest you can be a part of every week. There's 10 games you pick the winners of, uh, and there's weekly winners as well as um, overall winners for the season. And I mentioned this because I don't want to brag. I'm, I'm sitting at 21 and 9 overall through three weeks. I'm three points out of first place, um, and I'm in 13th place overall. But I see a couple of, as I look through the, the um, leaderboard, I do see a Brook Hill name or two on here. Um, Tony Vining, of course, the dad of a new Brook Hill student. Uh, Tyler Vining is on there. And I'm trying to remember, I think I remember seeing another Brook Hill name. Let me go on here and look. It's great radio, by the way, when I'm sitting here talking about something I'm looking at on my phone. Um, yeah, Leland Watley on here. Leland uh, joined the contest. Uh, so uh, get in there, uh, see how many games you can pick each week. Hopefully, you do better than Leland. Sorry, Leland, but uh, four and six, you're one week in there. That's you're gonna have to do better than that. But pick them scores. They also release a poll every week for uh, a couple of different classifications. But just check out the NetSN app, and it's football only now. But it'll be more as we go along throughout the school year. Want to wrap up the show today? Talking to uh, head volleyball coach Mika Hubbard, and I mentioned at the very beginning that. Uh, they started district play this past week, getting uh, two very good teams, the McKinney Christian and uh, Prince of Peace. And if you know anything about Taps Volleyball, you know that uh, Prince of Peace especially uh, is a name you hear a lot about in the end in state tournaments. Uh, but our girls, they went 0-2 on the week. But even in 0-2, and I, I mentioned this to Coach Hubbard because I think it is important to mention that while you're chasing maybe two of the better teams in the state, the gap has shrunk tremendously. Uh, but we'll, uh, I'll step aside now and let you hear from head volleyball coach Mika Hubbard. All right, back here with uh, Coach Mika Hubbard. Coach, uh, it's it's uh, been a good year so far, and then it was like, welcome to district. We'll give you two of the top teams in the state, right? Uh, exactly. But I'll tell you what, though, Tuesday night against McKinney at home, even though I guess it ended up 3-1 maybe, it was one of the better games I've watched us play over the last few years. We were, we were really – I hate to even say we were really competitive because that sounds kind of silly, but – we had a chance to win those games. It, I was really proud of our effort and the way we played on Tuesday night. I I agree. I think that the score didn't really tell all on Tuesday. I was thinking about that after the game. I was like, man, the, the kind of the part that stinks about volleyball is you can lose twenty five to twenty four and it still counts as a one nothing loss. I mean, so it's just a weird. I guess it's. Uh, I guess y'all are used to it. You're used to it, especially now being a coach, but. Uh, but you had McKinney at home on Tuesday in a really competitive game that our girls played really well in. You go on the road uh, Thursday night to uh, Prince of Peace, who is a, a annual you know state contender, and you fared mm-hmm. just as well there. I guess I think one game maybe got away from it, but the other ones were all really close too. Uh, talk a little bit about, I guess, how you 
I guess, I don't want to say recover, but after you play two of the better teams in the district, and now you get to kind of settle in and get back on track this week. Yeah, and that's that's exactly kind of how it played out. Our first two games last week, top two out of the three teams in our district, um, does make for a tough week to open district play. So my plan, our plan going into this week is to try to get the girls, you know, we've been going, going, going um, for a long time, it feels like. Just going to try to get the girls to relax, and we're going to focus on having fun this week um, and just going back to the basics and work, focusing on us and playing our game. And that's that's really my focus for this week. And I guess that's the great news about volleyball and having so many games in the district schedule is that losing two in the first week doesn't hurt you. You get right. you settle back in. But what does hurt you is letting those two games beat you the next time, right? So. Right. Uh, you're at home Tuesday night against Dallas Covenant, and that's a team I believe, Coach, you split with them last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, and, and of course, they were early in your district schedule last year and still kind of settling in. It's a much different team now than it was a year ago. Talk a little bit about Dallas Covenant on Tuesday and what that looks like. Uh, we're looking at it to be a good game. Um, again, we're going to focus on us. And what we can control, our mindsets, our attitudes, and really just hone in on what we do well. And we're going to go with that's that's what we need to take care of the games this week. Absolutely. And then uh, a little bit different schedule this week. You'll be playing on Friday afternoon over at All Saints. And we were talking about that the varsity game will actually start at 430 with the JV afterwards. So a little bit different than what you're used to seeing. So make sure Mm -hmm. if you're going to go check that out, you do that. Obviously, it's a, a crosstown team, and a lot of our girls know a lot of their girls. Talk a little bit about All Saints and if you've seen them on film or kind of what they look like and what we can expect on Friday. Yeah, they've. I've seen a little bit about All Saints. They've been doing pretty well this year, um, and especially I think in one of the local tournaments they played in, they did well. So, you know, last year it was also a good kind of similar to Covenant, a competitive matchup, um, and our girls are familiar with some of their girls. They kind of they know each other, so I expect that to be a good rivalry uh, match as well. But we're just going to play our game. There were a lot of girls uh, last week that really kind of stood out to me. We've talked about Julianna Mize a lot, but just yeah. watching her confidence level, she has just improved so much from a year yeah. ago to today, uh, and just kind of the leadership that she's shown is just a sophomore. I mean, you can see the other girls on the floor looking for her or looking to her in those big moments. Talk a little bit about how she's grown and how she's evolved as a leader and on the floor and off the floor. Yeah, I'd say definitely um, her confidence, not only from last year to this year, but from August 1st, no, July 31st this year to today, um, just her confidence, uh, believing in herself. You know, she believes in her teammates more than anything. And what she has been working on is her confidence in herself. And I think it really shows and how she's performing on the court um, offensively and especially defensively. Last week, she's really picked it up and um, been coachable and has really tried to um, expand her her reach defensively, and it's really been helping us. And I, I don't think unless people know her real well, the amount of time she puts into playing volleyball. Now she does a lot of other things. She's a tennis player and a basketball player, but she really yeah. spends a lot of time honing her craft on the volleyball court, and she's done a great job. And you're right, her confidence level, I noticed the same thing, too, as somebody who's been around her just has, has been a lot different. Um, talk about, You know, one of the things I think that's made your team kind of turn that corner this year has been they really enjoy being around each other. They really enjoy yeah. being together. And, and even though you've added a few new pieces this year, the the, the cohesiveness and the camaraderie and the, the, the teamwork, I guess, has been really a huge thing that we've noticed this year. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it, it starts before we start our season – we really try to um, find ways and opportunities to get them all together, to have fun together, you know, before we buckle down and get serious, you know, in the middle of season. And I think that really helps um, to do that and to focus on that. Yeah, I think, you know, as a coach, and you would know this, and people that have coached before know this, if you can get them to trust in each other and trust in you before the bullets start flying, so to speak, right. it, it makes a huge difference. Right. Well, Coach, uh, we're looking forward to a great week. Tuesday night, uh, JV 530, I'm assuming, still varsity to follow. Uh, yes. we, had a, we had a great crowd there last Tuesday night. Yeah. I hope we get one again there this week. I know that 
that crowd may not seem like it plays a huge role in it, but coach, I think you would definitely say it does. I definitely agree. I think um, we have been very lucky to have the support base, the fan base that we have had just in our few home games already this season. And it definitely plays a huge role in our energy level, our intensity level, and just the atmosphere of games at Brook Hill. It's, it makes it a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, Coach, we appreciate it, and we'll see you on Tuesday night. Thanks. And that was head volleyball coach Mika Hubbard. And um, make sure you're in attendance Tuesday night as they take on Dallas Covenant with the JV game at 530 and the varsity to follow. I've been, I've been told that the theme for tomorrow or for Tuesday's volleyball game is uh, Jersey night. So, look, it's not just for students. If you're a parent and you're going to be at the game, wear your jersey if you got one. Uh, but Jersey night tomorrow night for the volleyball game. It's been another great week. We thank you for listening. Uh, but I do want to mention that we continue to talk uh, between myself and the NetSN guys about the number of you who are listening to the podcast, the number of you that are watching the games on, on YouTube. Uh, you heard earlier that Brett and NetSN are going to cover two more away football games. They're going to live stream those. And it's, it's truly because we're doing all these things. Number one, because we want you to know what's going on. Number two, we, we love doing it. But number three, it's because of you guys. Truthfully, uh, you guys are, are really um, doing a great job of getting the word out there about both our podcast and the games. Um, and it, it really says a lot about how much you guys care about our athletes. Because truthfully, this is not about me. It's not about our coaches. It's not about uh, anything other than wanting our kids to have their name out there and be recognized and for you to, to know what's going on behind the scenes. And um, so that's a great, uh, a great credit to you guys that we're doing the, the things we are in terms of numbers. So keep, keep sharing it, keep talking about it, uh, and uh, we'll just keep doing this thing and, and trying to make it as the best we can as we go along. If you, As always, if you have suggestions, if you want to help out, if you want to be a part of anything we're doing on NetSN uh, with our shows or uh, live streaming games, if you're interested in helping live stream games and you think it's something you could do, man, reach out to me because I know that uh, between myself and, and Brett Sweeney, we would love to have uh, any more help we can get uh, with doing all these things here for uh, Brook Hill and our student athletes. So that'll do it for this week. And uh, we will see you either on uh, Tuesday in the gym, Thursday and Friday at football games, or maybe just next week here on Fire the Cannon. We'll talk to you later. Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea.